Hi, and welcome to Under Our Skin Podcast. I was lucky in the order. But I've always been lucky when it comes to killing folks. And so, who was next? It was Clyde, right? He must have killed Clyde. Well, could have been Deputy Andy, wasn't he? Or, 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 All I can tell you is who's going to be last. Hey, and welcome to Under Our Skin Podcast. We're here today with Javier Antunes from uh, Tattooed Theory in Miami. How you doing today, Javier? I'm doing pretty good. Cool. Excellent. So Javier's working today. I was able to catch up with him at a, at the Wildwood, whatever they call it, the Wildwood Tattoo a Beach Bash, Bash or something yeah. like that. So I was able to to catch up with him. Not lucky enough to get work from him, but lucky enough to, to score an interview. So that's... It works out. We get, we get something the, out of it. The next best thing, yeah. <laughs> I don't go home empty-handed, at least. <laughs> right. All right, so let's let's start at the beginning, as mm-hmm. I tend to do. So where did you grow up? Are you, are you from Miami up, originally? Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in a town called Hialeah. I always say Miami, because whenever I say Hialeah, people look at me like I'm crazy, like not yeah. understanding where the fuck that is. Um, so today's me, I grew up in, my, in Hialeah, and then pretty much stayed there for almost my entire life, except for... A very tiny, brief period for six months. I lived in Colorado, and uh-huh. I came right the fuck back. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of the uh... dude. Not a fan of the cold. Fuck the cold. Like that shit sucked. That was between June and, and January. I got a taste of summer, and that was really, really nice. It was amazing. But then the moment the snow started, and the mm. fact that you were stuck in your house, and I was broke, so it's like that shit was yeah. just not fun. There was no, there was no snowboarding, no skiing, no. No enjoying Jack other than literally my boxers inside my house. You know what I mean? It was awful. I hated it. January hit, and I was like, I need to fucking come home. I'll come home. Wow. And came right back. <laughs> I've heard in uh, in Colorado they have really big temperature swings. Like you can have between no, it's intense. The day and the night, you can have like like 50, 60 degrees different. Right. Well, what happens is that because you're two thousand feet uh, higher, because you're mm-hmm. coming in the mountains and the whole thing. Uh, during the day, if there's not if there's no wind, there's not a cloud in sight. Dude, you could be outside in a tank top, pair of shorts, if it's like ten degrees outside. Like it's, it's yeah. hot. Yeah. Like it feels hot, even though the air is cold. But then the moment nighttime comes, dude, it's like death. It's pure uh, death. It is freezing. Crazy. No, 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 no. I would get sick constantly. It sucked. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. So how old were you when you went out there? Oh, dude, when I went out there, I think oh, I was like fish. 20, 20, 21. I went out there for a dumbass reason. Fucking ex-girlfriend. Oh yeah. That whole spiel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. We get out there, dude, a month of us being there, we break up. Oh, God. And I was like, well, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and I was stuck with the fucking lease. <laughs> Freeze. No, it's, it's, it was a bummer. Kind of the same old story, but when you're the one that's happening to it, it, it sucks. sucks pretty bad. <laughs> it sucks. No, but I did look out, though, because um, I ended up finding a roommate that really liked getting tattoos. And so we basically we traded. He would pay the rent, and I would tattoo him every other week. Wow. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so I- at 20, you were already tattooing yeah, pretty yeah. regular? Wow. Yeah, it was re- like right out of high school. Yeah, right after high school, uh, like maybe like the end of 18, somewhere wow. around there. Started early. Yeah. All right, yeah. you know what? So, so let's roll it back to that. So mm-hmm. before that, in high school, what was what was the life of, of Javier? Dude, I was a dork. I was yeah? A, yeah, I was a nerd. Like playing Magic the Gathering in the back, fucking like super antisocial, didn't want to talk to nobody. Like, my favorite now is whenever I get people that hit me up saying, like, dude, we were friends in high school. Come on, hook it up. I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't talk to nobody in high school. <laughs> Who the fuck are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? This is ridiculous. So, I, I just, I was a loner the whole entire time. Wow. Yeah. Were you, um, 
Were you an art? Were you interested in art? Oh yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my thing. That was like my bread and butter, so to speak. You know, what I mean, I didn't want to do anything else other than art. I knew I knew it was art. I just didn't know what because I wasn't introduced into tattooing until I saw a tattoo happen, and I was like, "Holy shit, this can actually happen!" <laughs> so, what kind of art were you into at before? I mean, before tattooing in high school, like. Drawing, sculpting, painting. I mean, whatever. To be honest, dude, yeah. the the art class I had, the art teacher tried getting us into into anything and everything, and it was, I think, because of that, I never really found like a niche, so to speak. Like it's more so because I get bored. So like I'll get bored like doing one specific thing. You know what I mean? I, it's like after doing that same thing again and again and again, I want to shoot myself. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like I need to constantly balance between stuff. So it's like back then it was oil painting, acrylic, uh, uh, clay sculptures, you know, pencil drawings, pretty much whatever I can touch, you know, and do stuff with. Do you think that teacher had a a, a big hand in your uh, oh, yeah. artistic development? Oh, without a doubt. It's like one of those yeah, stories. No, where, she, where yeah, no, she. Yeah, it was it was one of those kind of stories. Yeah. No, dude, she drove me to to college like to, to for the whole portfolio interview. Oh wow! Because my parents couldn't at the, at, the, at the time. So she actually drove us like over and the whole thing. Like she was fantastic. I haven't seen her since. I have no idea anything. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta t- try to touch base one day. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, it seems like she had a, a maybe a, a pretty big impact. No, on, she did. On your life there and 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 after maybe. Too, yeah. Kind of indirectly, but. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So then you had this teacher, and you were you were just getting you with the art, and you were bouncing mm-hmm. around between different things. So, so how did you come? How did you come to tattooing? Okay, so that actually is kind of funny. So I ended up going with a buddy of mine because he wanted to get his nipples pierced. And I thought that should be a blast. So I was like, fuck it, yeah, I'm coming with you. And he was kind of one of those crazy, like, like, um, like at the moment kind of guys. Yeah. And after he got his nipples pierced, he was like, fuck it, I want to get my first tattoo. I ended up being a drawing of mine. Now, that was cool, but at the time, I was also already drawing, like, like drawings for, for friends to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, like, that much of, like, a hit. What kind of like turned on the on switch was the guy who was doing it let me do a line in the tattoo really and dude that was like an on switch i instantly knew i need to quit my job i need to drop out of college i need to do i need to get rid of everything i'm doing and do this now wow yeah like it was literally an on switch that's really big that was pretty daring of him i guess to let you do that if you oh never... he was his cousin he didn't give a shit oh. he wanted to go smoke a cigarette and was like fuck it <laughs> like keep going that was the ugliest fucking line the entire goddamn tattoo <laughs> should look like oh man it was so bad <laughs> that's crazy that's no crazy. no it was, it was terrible <laughs> it was definitely not professionalism that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> and so that lit a fire in you more oh without a doubt yeah yeah in the most fi- and most uh, uh figurative form yeah wow yeah so so what was what was the next step after that uh starting the apprenticeship and it was funny because i remember uh because my dad's like super super big in my life and the whole thing and he was pissed really? because my dad's a little old school he yeah. he kept on telling me it's like you know where's the money in that you know why are you doing this this is stupid this is for delinquents but yeah, you know yeah. how old school shit is sure and Dude, my dad was mad, but he knew though. Like he kind of he saw it in me. It was like it was there was no there was nothing that was gonna stop me. It's like either I do this or I I, I run away from home. Right. Like it's gonna be one or the other. You pick. And my dad saw that and he was like, "All right, fine, but make it work. Don't don't just sit there and do nothing." Yeah. Um, and yeah, dude, it, I literally quit my job the next day. I went straight to my counselor. I was like, "Hey, I'm withdrawing. Sorry." Wow. And went and dude, it was an hour drive every day wow. to get from my house to the shop. Did you apprentice with that guy that let you? Sort of. So, like, he owned the shop, 
So he, I ended up realizing later down the road that basically all I was there for was a, a free hand, helping hand to kind of clean shop. Um, the guy who actually did teach me, he ended up passing away a little bit later. Um, his name was Bernardo Sedna. He, he was actually my main mentor, so to speak. Uh, he was the one that, he was the only one that actually gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Like when I was there, I, I think it was one of those sort of things where like everybody knew that the boss just had me there to like clean toilets, yeah. but he actually did want to help. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. So even after I, I quit there, it's after like eight months, I was like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of cleaning toilets and nothing's happening. Like I'm, I've literally haven't touched anything. This is re- this. I'm seeing a pattern. Yeah. You know I mean, like I'm being used, and I got super irritated. I left, and even after I left, like I, he was still, I was still able to talk to him, and he would still give me pointers if something was going wrong here. He'd be like, try this. So it was super, super awesome. So ever since then, I always saw him as like the actual mentor. I got you. You know, so to speak. You left your apprenticeship. Hmm. What was next? I mean, did you start working? Did you go for another apprenticeship? Uh, did you sort of? So it was weird. It was kind of bumpy. Like it was a very strange couple of months, um, because it was very like I'm doing this. I'm only going to focus on starting to tattoo, and then everything got kind of like flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. Now at the time, I was drawing Flash, and I had kind of like a decent-ish Flash set, kind of like very like David Bolte kind of mm-hmm. so to speak. And I figured, okay, I have a full set. Let me at least try to make some money. Let me drive around to different shops. So I, this is before like smartphones and all that. So I literally right. printed out a MapQuest uh, <laughs> at like, the end, like yes. every shop and like what route to take. And I literally yeah. had a fucking map in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going from like shop to shop to shop. I think out of all the shops I visited, I maybe sold two sets. Uh, and one of the last shops, the guy was like, dude, you, what, if you had an apprenticeship, you started doing stuff. Why did you stop? Because I, I, was, I was done. I felt burned. Yeah. So I was like, I felt burned by the industry, so to speak. So I, I, I was like, I don't want to tattoo anymore. I, but I have this. I got to at least do something with this. And the guy kind of like reignited a little bit by telling me, you know, just do it. Like, you already, you're already almost there. You might as well take that other leap, you know, so to speak. Um, I remember I went to one of the shops. I went to go uh, sell, sell flash art at. He offered me an apprenticeship, and I took it. And then after I saw him working and the way he talked and this and that, and mm-hmm. I saw basically it was all bullshit, I was like, I am out of here. <laughs> Not the guy you want to learn from. Dude, and I basically did it the way you're not really supposed to, kind of like kitchen magician, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. So I went on eBay, bought the cheapest set I could find, and just started fucking up all my friends and cousins. And started going <laughs> to town. Dude, I banged everybody up. I still have uncles that have shit-ass fucking tattoos that I refuse <laughs> to fix because they're, they're like antiques. <laughs> Don't try that at home, kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're you're self-taught more or less. Eh, sort of, but he. But my mentor, had, my mentor did guy, teach right, me a lot, though. Yeah. Was, you, like he he guided me. Yeah, like he guided me. Even when I was doing my whole kitchen magician, mm-hmm. he still guided the hell out of me. Like even through all that, so it worked out. I'm I'm kind of one of those like trial by fire. Yeah. Kind of yeah. guys. <laughs> at least you have people that were, uh, were okay. <laughs> well, dude, you okay say free, it. man. You're gonna have a line out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Don't matter what what quality. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. How long, how long did you do that for? Oh, dude, that was for... Like before before you like started working at shops yeah, and stuff I mean, like was, that. Was your next step to open your shop or did you go to... No, I started, I started jumping from shop to shop. Um, from there, I think I was tattooing at home for about a year or maybe almost two before I felt comfortable enough or had like a decent enough portfolio to kind mm-hmm. of show. Uh, I found one shop, uh, this like super hood shop, um, it was funny because they ended up making me like pick like a name, like a graffiti name. Oh, I always just yeah, went by yeah. Javi, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's my fucking name. Like, sure. <laughs> but it was funny because the guy asked me, it's like, it's like, which is, which is funny because that's actually what the reason why I called the shop Tattoo Theory. 
because the guy asked me, what's your name? And I'm like, Javi. And he's like, no, what's your name? Like, what's your tattoo name? Yeah, and I was like, I never thought about it. And in my head, I was like, well, I, I, I tinker and diddle around a lot and fucking no one always thinking about shit. I'm like, uh, theory? I guess that's my name. <laughs> there you go. And it's funny because in that time when I worked there where I was being called theory, it was such a bad time in my career. Like just, it, it was just not the most professional place. It was awful. It was like, it was literally a shit show for like, yeah. for like four months. It's like a street shop kind of place. Like below that. Oh, <laughs> like that, that's the best way I can kind of describe it. Yeah. So anybody that then says, Hey theory, I, in my head, I'm like, Oh, ill. Like who the fuck <laughs> knows me by that fucking name. That's bad. <laughs> but I actually need the shop tattoo theory because it was kind of like almost like a rubbing it in the face sort of thing. Yeah. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to finally open up but I kind of want you to know that I'm here. <laughs> like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> right, right. A bit of a dick move, but hey, That's it is right. what it is. <laughs> so how long ago, how long ago was that? How long have you had tattoo oh, theory? It's been about, I want to say eight years now. Wow. Yeah, when it first opened up. So um, I think it was tattooing for maybe like four or five years at the time. I mean, you made a pretty fast progression from uh Well, because I'm a tinker, like I like messing around yeah. a lot. I, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you a, kind of like a little bit of a re rewind to kind of sh as a reason for that. When I was about 11 years old, um, when Xbox first came out, mm -hmm. you know, and like Halo and all that stuff, I was blown away. Like I thought that was what I was going to do. I thought I was going to get into like video game art and design. That's what okay. I started going to college for. And my, uh, I remember I asked my dad, I'm like, Dad, where... Like, I, I, I want to learn 3D. Like, I want to learn how to do this. Like, I know you have a friend of yours at work that knows how to hire programs. Please help me out. Yeah. And my dad ended up actually going out and buying uh, Photoshop. Now, the thing is, you can't really do anything 3D in Photoshop. Okay. But I was like, fuck it. I was 11 years old. To me, it was like a, like a new game. Sure. You know what I mean? So I installed it, and I remember I called my dad, and I was like, Dad, did this thing come with an instruction manual? Because I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> and what my dad said that day has resonated my entire career, my entire life. Literally anything I touch, I think of his voice when he told me this. He told me, fuck with it, you'll figure it out. And I swear to fucking God, dude, every single time I try something new, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll eventually figure it out. That's <laughs> the fucking yeah, point. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's yeah. a good motto to... Yeah, fuck with it so you figure it out. And, and that's how tattooing was, man. Like, basically, it was, like, like fucking up all my cousins and friends and all that. That was literally just that. You know, fucking with it. I, I had a similar kind of experience when, because uh, uh, I'm an electrician. Mm. And I, when, I, when I was pretty new in, in the field, and I was, I was still a helper, I remember we were putting, uh, I was with my boss, we were putting a ton of lights up at this house. I mean, it was a new house, so they had a whole bunch of lights, so we were just going around. Mm putting all the lights in and I don't remember what the problem was but I was having trouble with some with one of the lights and I just I felt like I just couldn't get it no matter what I did it just wasn't I just couldn't get it to go upright and I was, I was like banging up the finish on it I was just right up. and I went to my boss and I said listen I just I can't do it I just can't get this one and he said uh, something to the effect of it has to go up you can't not be able to do it, it yeah it has yeah. to go up no matter what Instead of, I mean, you know, he could have just as easily come in and probably done it real easily. But, you know, and he said that to me. And I, I think that a lot when I'm when I'm working and, I, you know, I don't have the same trouble with lights now that I've been an electrician for much longer. But I mean, <laughs> I, I certainly still come across things right. that are hard. And I'm like, geez, I just, 
I can't do it, but I, I, and I think of that, and it gives me the, you know, the the resolve to kind of like go for it to just keep at it until yeah. until, you know, someone's just looking at it over and over and over, and eventually, like, oh, well, what about this or what? You know, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's usually how it is. You just gotta keep going at it. Yeah, it's yeah. Have eventually, it happens. Perseverance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it can't not get done. Yeah. So you open your shop, Tattoo Theory, mm-hmm. and was it just you? Yeah, at the at the time. At the time, originally, my idea was kind of like a more private studio. Okay. Because prior to opening up the shop, I was I kind of ended up going back to tattooing at the house. It's like every shop I would go to. It was like it's the vibes were off. Like it's just it was not fun to work. And was that, was that mostly in the, in the Miami area? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Most most of the shops I went to uh, that I did get an opportunity to work at, the bosses may have been cool, but then like the employees were assholes. And okay. then some places like the employees were super cool, but the boss was an asshole. So it's like, which is usually most you know most jobs and stuff like that, stuff like that. So I was like I got a little tired of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go back to tattooing at home, nice and comfortable, the whole thing. And once I got booked about a month or so in advance at my house. That's when I was like, okay, it's getting a little serious now. I need to like get out. <laughs> I need to open up yeah. shop. So I saved up about, I think it was about 10 grand. And I opened up like a little kind of like hole in the wall, so to speak. So at the time, it was just going to be a private studio by myself. But then in my head, I started seeing like other shops nearby that had a bunch of artists. And I was like, oh, dude, it'd be so nice to like sit back and relax a little more. So I decided to start bringing on guys. Now, I, did, I do love it because it is really nice to be able to bounce ideas back and forth and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But there are times where you kind of feel almost like a glorified babysitter because you have to constantly kind of crack the whip. Yeah. And it, it gets old. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like now my new idea, because now my lease is coming up uh, at the shop again uh, at our new location. So I think we're probably going to move again because, the rent, you know, the rent goes up every time you, you sign up and it's just not worth it anymore. And I think this time around, I'm going to go back to my original concept of just super private studio, but this time like hardcore hardcore like like one of those almost like secret vip areas that like nobody knows about that like you know to have a special knock <laughs> and i want to be like a huge asshole about it because i want to be like you know press the buzzer to be allowed in and there's be no like be no buzzard at all yeah. <laughs> you know or like if there's no windows uh or anything inside to be able to see inside you know have a sign that says oh if the lights are on we're open you can't really see shit so yeah, yeah, yeah. no idea so one of those type of things have it where like nobody can really find it so because my thing mostly that I love the most is, especially at home, because obviously the shows are a little bit different. You have to mm-hmm. kind of be like a little bit more out of your bubble, a little bit out of your shell and kind of talk to everybody and the whole thing. At home, it's really nice to kind of just have that one-on-one with the client. Because like to me, you know, you, you have some artists that they treat the client like a walking wallet. I don't like that because it's, it's not fair. You're, you're with somebody for X amount of hours. You're, you're basically sometimes a part-time therapist. So it's like, you're going to get to know the guy. Can't just look at him like a walking wallet. You know what I mean? So to me, it's more of like, I have my fun, not so much with the piece itself, but also with the who. Because like, it's really nice to just be able to like, you know, like toss shit back and forth and just eat shit the whole time. Um, So that's the nice part about having like that private studio where you don't have to worry about anybody else coming in. You lock the door, you go to work, you focus, you go outside, smoke a cigarette, you order some pizza, you guys just eat shit the entire time. Because to me, the whole process of getting a tattoo should be a whole day thing. You know what I mean, so however, so long as it gets done, so long, you know, however, so that bees and so be it. Well, that's cool. I mean, that sounds like a just chill. Sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like a nice experience to yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the idea. 
That's the idea. Because at the end of the day, you I mean you're going through so much pain getting tattooed. Yeah. It's torturous. You know, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Yeah. You're oh, basically yes. paying someone. It's yeah, you're paying someone ever. to hurt you all day. It's awful. It's so at least it, the, that we can do is make it comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I tell you, I, I feel like it's so much worse now that I'm older. Yeah. Not only is the pain, like, can I, I feel like I can take the pain less, but staying in the same position for hours and hours is, is, yep. is even worse. It's like, now we're laying getting, we're there, old, dude. it hurts to lay there, and then you get up, and you're like, oh, God, now it hurts to get up also. Like, <laughs> yeah, you sit for too long, now your ass hurts. Yeah, it's, no, it's the worst. It's rough, man. Mm-hmm. It's rough. I think I think it's nice, though, actually, anyway, you say that, so, that a lot of tattooers, I mean, it's not nice to hear that a lot of tattooers look at us as, as, as money, but it's nice to hear that that's not your, your right. attitude. Well, dude, like, like all, my, all my friends, every single, every single one of like, my best friends and all that, mm-hmm. it wasn't like that I met them at a bar. You know what I mean? Right. Literally, I met them tattooing them. Yeah, I mean, and then as we're getting any shit, I'm like, dude, I love you. You're <laughs> fucking awesome. Like, how can I not like you? <laughs> um, my buddy right now that works with uh, with FK, um, we've been friends for like nine years. So, you know, we started off tattooing the same thing. I'm the godfather of his parent to his kids, and he's the oh, nice. uh, godfather to one of mine. And then one of my other best buds, uh, same deal. He came in when I first opened up the shop. Super cool guy. Uh, I'm same deal. It's it it's revert like re- the same exact thing with my other friend. And it's just fantastic. You know I mean, so it's like, that's when I started really learning that, you know, it's not a wallet thing. It's not a just get paid and then buy. You know I mean, it's, yeah. it's a relationship you're building. You know I mean, no matter what. That, I think that's nice to hear. It's like walking to a shop to get something done. I don't, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like right. I'm just money. I think it's great that you've become good friends with a lot of clients. But I mean, I'm not expecting that when I go into a shop. Right. But right. I mean, I think it's nice just to be. Just to be treated respectfully, that's yeah. all. Just as as a person, I'm there, you know, we'll shoot the shit out of us. And if we get to be friends, that's there's yeah. certainly nothing wrong with that. But, you know, shoot the shit and, and, and you're not going to be thinking the whole time, oh, I wish this guy would get the hell out of here and pay me. And, or right, like right. That, you know? just, no, that's awful. Because what ends up happening is you end up, you end up like, when it's that kind of mentality, you end up hating it. You end up hating tattooing. Yeah, you know I mean, like. And don't get me wrong, though, it's, it does suck when, like, then you get the client that treats it like that kind of exchange, where it's like, yeah. th- where they treat it themselves as though it, I'm the wallet, I'm paying you to do this. Yeah, like, you work for me. And you, right. Yeah. And then it's like, then it's, like, super discouraging to even think that way, because then you're like, fuck, I hate this fucking person now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've had some clients like that where, like, literally, like, I've given back them, like, given back their deposit. Wow. Yeah, normally I'm one of those where like, dude, like unless I die, you're not getting your deposit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if something happens on my end, it's not happening. But I've had clients where I'm like, dude, I don't like you. I wish I would have never taken your deposit. Here it is back. Wow. Because it's like, yeah, dude, the last thing you want to do, especially one of those big ass projects where you're gonna be stuck with them for 20, 30 hours. Yeah. If they're assholes, fuck that. I'd rather be broke. <laughs> I'd rather not make money that day. I'd rather go home and play video games. <laughs> I I can't imagine as as if I was a client trusting someone. To, to to put something on you forever mm-hmm. and and you know and, and to be not just something something that's going to be you know artistically right great and right. and to I me mean, to be an asshole to them seems to be really counter uh it's kind of productive like it's uh, big time uh and uh, don't get me wrong though they, i mean there's times where like you know the, their design they're like cause it's to me it's never because of the design because uh I, I first screen everybody ahead of time uh like whenever they send me a message whenever they send me a message and stuff I always kind of make sure that, you know, I, I'm into what it is they want. Because obviously at, at that point, that's kind of like the that first date, so to speak, yeah. of like, okay, what is you're into? What is you want to do? Okay, I don't want to do that. 
right. you know I mean? And then, like, okay, here's, I have this friend that's into that. I have mm-hmm. that friend that does that. You mean, these are the ways to go. Uh, but if we kind of pass all that and then everything's kind of cool and gravy, the idea is awesome and all that stuff, then we'll move ahead. But then if we, I find out, fuck, like you're a jerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then it's like, no, I don't want to work on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like sometimes it's not even the design because because there are sometimes where like the, like the person does have like their own specific meaning to it. Mm-hmm. So if they want to change it or you know a million times where the case is, but so be it. It's fine. It's on their body at the end of the day. Right. I mean, they're the ones got to live with it. Um, but it's more of like when they just don't get it. Like they just like no matter how nice you try to be or how much you try to like direct in them in the right path, so to speak, mm-hmm. and they still don't understand. You mean that's where it can get a little hard, and then obviously if they're disrespectful about the whole exchange, then it gets even worse. Yeah. Uh, and that's usually where the whole giving back the deposit happens. <laughs> Are you at that point in your career now when you're able to more or less pick pick the projects you choosy. want to do? Yeah, I think so. Because um, like back at home, I'm normally booked about a year out. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. But uh, but it's actually cash twenty two. It's 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 cool to say. Mm-hmm. It sucks to have. Yeah. Like the best way to put it because what ends up happening is there's a lot of chain reactions that happen when you are booked a year out uh one the first one is is a lot can happen to someone's life within that year so it's sure. like they book the appointment they're they're getting paid you know a decent amount of money uh their job is super lenient the whole thing but then as the appointment comes they can either lose their job or they have to move you know somewhere yeah. to another state or something happens to their car and they have to replace it you know a lot of things can happen so what I do to combat that kind of like cancellation rate, because the, 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 the shitty part is the longer the wait, is, the wait time is, the higher the cancellation rate is. Makes sense. So usually what I do to kind of counteract that is I book myself seven days a week. Now, that can be also cash money too. Because if I'm lucky, I get a cancellation right. every now and then. And right. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. You know, no big deal. If I'm not lucky, two things can happen. Either not a fucking cancellation happens at all yeah. and I'm working nonstop for two months. <laughs> or the complete opposite where I have an entire week and a half worth of cancellations. Oh, good. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so like both of them pucker your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it just generally sucks. So what I'm trying to do is get a lot pickier so that that wait time can go down so that I can have days off, like actually plan days off. Right. And then like, it won't be so bad. You mean type of thing. So I can get, if I can get it down to like two months, I'd be a happy guy. Yeah. yeah I mean, but that's, that's saying no a lot. I mean, that's another thing, too, is that I do have a hard time saying no sometimes because mm-hmm. there are some folks that are really cool. I mean, some folks that they just rub you the right way. I mean, the way they talk right. and their demeanor and the whole thing, then you meet them in person and you're like, dude, you're, you're dope. Your idea sucks, but you're dope. <laughs> so it's like, fuck it. I don't want anybody else to fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, let's do your little butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that stuff like that happens. I've had that happen a lot. That's why I like, so, like and those are those are tattoos that I just don't post because right. I'm like, ah, this is not really like part of my demeanor, so sure. to speak. But you're awesome. Fuck it. Let's go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it's like that whenever I disappear off of Instagram, that's usually what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm usually so helping some other folks out. Just because, like I said, they, they're super cool and it's hard to say no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My girl keeps telling me to start saying no. <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish more tattooers didn't say no. <laughs> right. Well, you have another Instagram, right? Dimension Theory, is that what's called? Right. So I have, how many, how many do I have now? Shit. So I have Tattoo Theory for the shop, mm-hmm. which it's kind of no point in having now because I don't have another artist. So it's like literally I'm just like duplicating my own picture. It's just, just yeah. It's fucking stupid. Like it really <laughs> is. Um, I was actually thinking about turning Tattoo Theory into like a share page. Just to kind of like artwork like from from friends that I really like and just kind of repost theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of have fun with it. 
Because um, like, I'm eating shit on my phone a lot, so sometimes I'm just on there just completely eating crap. And so I guess it'd be one way to kind of help out the community, so to speak. Sure. Um, the other page I have, I have this one page called Bob underscore Tattoo Theory. That is my stupid joke page. Okay. Whenever I get these like dumbass ideas, I what I do is I have this other persona that's my skeleton that I have to shop. And my skeleton's name is Bob. So <laughs> we'll like do straight up me and my wife will like literally make like a little skit out of it of like trying to do something with him, like, you know, uh, treating him like a client. Like, uh, uh, right now, or not right now, I mean, like, about six months ago, there was, like, a big thing with, with, with tattooing and social media where, like, all you would see were, like, half-naked girls with barely a tattoo. Yeah. And, like, you know, these tattoo artists would do, like, this little infinity sign on a girl's butt. Yeah. Take a picture of not the tattoo, but of the girl's full leg for this tiny-ass little thing, and then, you know, it'd, it'd blow up and the whole thing. So I wanted to poke fun at that. So I made this one little skit where... Bob walks in like a client. And I'm like, hey, Bob, how's it going? And, oh, you want to get a tattoo? And like, you, it's kind of like the phones are kind of like this where you can kind of still see it. And it's an, of an infinity sign. I'm like, all right, cool. You want, all right, cool. That's what you want? Oh, and you want it there? All right, cool. Take off all your clothes and come back with me. <laughs> and then you go to the next frame. And we've bought, we literally went to Victoria's Secret and like bought some like panties and like, like small little bra that we're going to return. Yeah. And put them in like hot pink like panties and bra and basically put him like this, like kind of like sexy pose and like it's me tattooing his wrist. <laughs> and then it ends it with me, like with my shirt off all fucking like dad bod. <laughs> he's like, and he's being like, Oh, is this what you want? Instagram? <laughs> you know? So like my little bod page is just to kind of like poke fun. Now, dimension theory, because I started getting into, into like 3d designing and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, I can technically 3d print it. So I ended up actually buying a 3D printer and the okay. whole thing. And so it's like whenever I tinker and stuff like that, and it's kind of, and I, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, let's see what it actually looks like in person. I'll actually print it out. And at one point, we were pumping out uh, these like, kind of like skulls, uh, like on pedestals type of thing. Mm -hmm. And they did really good. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing those pictures. Right. Badass. No, they were super cool. And the problem was is that that material that it prints out of is kind of fragile. So okay. it's like out of the 30 or so I sold, 10 of them broke mm. on the way. Now. Here's a shitty part. All broke on the way to their destination. On the way to destination. Wow. I, and I tried U, a UPS. I tried a U, a USPS, FedEx. I tried everybody. Some couriers are just assholes. And they're just going to yeah. kick. And dude, I've seen boxes. Like, people send me pictures. They were crushed. Oh. Like, it was ridiculous. And I was like, oh, my God. It didn't matter if I put a fragile on it or not. It was insane. So, now, the shitty part was, because of the, the amount of material I would use, like, for the 3D printer, painting it, all that stuff, it would cost me 60 bucks to make it. Okay. Now, the cheapest one was $120. If that one breaks, now I'm doing it for free. Right. Because I have to replace it. I, I, I cannot not replace it. That's just a dick move. So I would replace it, and then sometimes those replacements would also break. Oh, God. So I have to replace it a third time. Now, at that point, I'm spending 60 bucks yeah, to make you something. It's costing money <laughs> to send it to someone. Dude, after that happened like three times, I was yeah. like, I can't do this. I, and it, and it, those things took me a while to make, man. Those things took me, I think it was like almost like a week and a half to make each one. Wow. It was like drying time and like settling and this and that stuff. So it was really time consuming. So it was good money while it was coming. Mm -hmm. You know, while everything was fine, nothing was breaking. But whenever issues would happen, it, it just starts sucking out way too much time. At the end of the day, I'm a tattoo artist first. You know, before anything else. So it's okay. like that started take, so, uh, taking up too much time. And I was like, fuck that. And then I came up with another design that we've kind of postponed because it's like it's kind of like a, a, a skeleton hand reaching out, squeezing a heart. And I, I, I actually already had them 3D printed, uh, base painted, and the whole thing. I'm just 
basically lazy and I haven't put them together yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mostly because I've only made 10 and I do not want to make it again. So basically, I got to figure out something with the box to ship it so it does not break. Are they, they're, they're super fragile like the, like the skulls? They're a little bit harder. You know, a little bit thicker. So the chances of it breaking are probably pretty low. Mm-hmm. But it's still a possibility because at the end of the day, the, the, the resin from the 3D printer cannot have that much force. So at least the one printer I have, which I, I want to replace because that one printer doesn't make that many different types of resins. So it's like whenever something does break, it's that's all I'm stuck with. I can only that's use what, that one resin. That's what it prints it out of, like a resin? Well, yeah, because there's a few different types. There's a... So, uh, I don't know anything about... I mean, I know in theory. I know what 3D printing is, but right. I, I don't really know anything about how so it works. there's two main types. There's one that uses like a plastic filament that mm-hmm. it melts it on a funnel head and then kind of like pours it out. Um, those are usually the more affordable, like the cheaper ones. Okay. Those you can't get really like, like that good a detail. Um, but it kind of works. I mean, it's kind of one of those like hobbyist kind of, kind of. So it's almost like it, it just fabricates it out of. Out of like filament. Yeah. yeah. Like stringed out. And plastic. how does it, I mean, does it print it out like in layers or something? Like how does right. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it does. What, the, what the program does, it grabs your 3D model and slices it into, okay. into slices. And then basically the program then kind of feeds that information over the printer and the mm-hmm. printer knows which layers to kind of do and pack up. You wow. do end up having failures sometimes. It's just normal. I mean, it's kind of yeah. one of those things that happen. Um, so that, that's one type of a printer, which is a more affordable one. There are some really expensive versions of it, but that's kind of like the more affordable one. Then there's the, uh, resin printers, which is kind of like a SLA, uh, DLP, I think it is, or something like that. Um, and those deal with like a plastic liquid resin. And what it does is they're UV active. So it's like, you can't have them in the daylight or otherwise they get rock hard. So you have to make sure they're in, in kind of enclosed and the whole thing with like, you know, special housing and basically it kind of shines a UV light. That, that kind of like cures that one layer. It lifts up, resin fills in the empty, the empty cavity, it comes back down and does the next layer. Wow. So it's like, now it is time consuming as shit. It sounds because like, like it. Yeah, like those skulls that I made, uh, let me see, I think it was, the column by itself was six hours to make. The base was three hours to make, and the skull itself was eight hours to make. You're saying... Six hours, three hours, eight hours. That's how long like the printer takes to print to it? To print it out. Wow. Right, yeah. So it was time-consuming shit. So it's like, don't get me wrong. It was a lot of like hurry up and wait. Yeah. It's kind of like, even though it took two weeks to make, it was kind of like, okay, press it. Okay, cool. I'll see you in two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How thick are the layers at, at least like, at a time? It depends on when you set it out. Oh. Yeah, because you can you can set it where they're a lot thicker. You can set them where they're really, really thin and really fine detail. Right. So, I mean, I guess the thinner you get it, the more detail. The more detail, yeah. In, right? But to be honest, there's sometimes where like it doesn't matter. It's like, it's so close that it's yeah, like, ah, fuck it, let's just go fast. Yeah. You know I mean? and fast is still eight hours. I tried once where like at, at its slowest, where like its highest resolution, which looked almost identical to like the other one. It took about, was it, I think it was like 18 hours to print. Oh my God. So literally it was like started up early in the morning and not see it again until like tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. It was ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it was insane. That's why I kind of, I paused it because in my head I was like, dude, I, I just can't, I don't have enough time. Now, I'm dying to have time, though, because I would love to kind of like, like, again, kind of like, the, like I was saying earlier, I like to tinker with different things. Right. So it's like right now, and that's kind of where the whole issue is with being booked so far and not having really any days, days off, yeah. is that I just, I have to wait till I get a cancellation so I can start yeah. tinkering around. That's how I ended up learning uh, ZBrush. ZBrush. Well, ZBrush was, I ended up getting LASIK uh, done, like the laser eye surgery. Mm-hmm. And they tell you not to look at a computer for four days. Okay. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> so like I, I canceled my week, you know, so I can like let my eyes heal. Yeah. But I was bored. And I was like, fuck, dude, I don't want to sit around and do nothing. You know, I mean, I, 
this sucks. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I opened up my, my computer. I put up my, I put my phone there on YouTube and I was like, I have ZBrush. I had ZBrush on my computer for almost two years and didn't touch it. ZBrush, it's like an art program? Yeah, it's okay. the, the 3D program that, that I use to kind of create all the, all the renders. Okay. Now, oh, the, okay. the thing is, that shit's complicated as fuck because every button has a whole other menu. Right, Like, it's right. ridiculous. It's definitely not Photoshop. <laughs> and so I had my phone here on YouTube and just literally all the tutorial videos, like the, the beginning stuff. Right. And like, I'm there like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> All right. And my eyes are like super sore. I have to constantly put drops. I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't have been doing this. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm happy I did because now now I can generate my own references. Because I was getting really annoyed because a lot of the a lot of the times when you're when you're kind of doing like realism and stuff like that, you know, at the end of the day you can try to draw it out, but but if you find really good reference, you're kind of better off just using the reference. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, the final product is, is the tattoo, not the drawing. Right. I mean, so to speak. So I started getting really annoyed because I started, you know, trying to really dig the internet for like, you know, those impossible to find references that yeah. you know nobody uses or nobody has used. And then tattoo it, be super happy with it, go to post it, and then somebody like, you know, fucking like Carlos Torres. I remember when Carlos Torres tattooed the exact same reference that I spent hours and days oh. trying to find. <laughs> and at right as I was gonna post it, Carlos Torres posted the same one. Oh, and God. his looked so much better than mine. And I was like, fuck, I can't post it. <laughs> like, this sucks. I got to wait like months so that everybody forgets about that one. <laughs> and so I got annoyed. I was like, fuck, this sucks, dude. Like, I'm spending all this time tattooing it, you know what I mean, all this and that, to then post it. And then people are using the same exact ones. And it's like, right. fuck, there's nothing unique about it. So I started getting annoyed. And that's when, I, that's when I decided, okay, when I did the LASIK, I had time off. I can now sit down and actually learn uh, ZBrush. Now, in the beginning, it was really hard because I was doing everything, everything from scratch. Right. Now, it is awesome to do everything from scratch because it's one of those kind of like pop your collar, this feels nice kind of things. Yeah. But it's stupid because at the end of the day, you're making your money off of the tattoo, not the design. So you can't be spending right. two months to design it. You yeah, mean, that it's just, just, that shit doesn't, it doesn't add up. You're wasting a lot of time for this amount of money, even though it's, it's still good money, but it doesn't equal out to all those hours, so to speak. Right. So there had to, I had to figure out a more efficient way to do stuff. So th- what I do now is something called uh, kit bashing, is what it's kind of known as. It's basically where there's a bunch of websites where you can kind of like like go and buy models, like 3D models already mm-hmm. done, and a lot of them are already are pretty much almost already like like ready to go. And basically, what you do is you buy all these models, and then you basically bash them together, and you end up creating your own thing out of it. It's kind of like almost like grabbing Legos and just grabbing yeah, pieces yeah. and just building something else, you know, out of it. Hmm. Uh, a lot, and, and it's cool because by doing kit bashing, you, I'm able to pump out my references or my designs within like a day and a half versus two months. Yeah, because I don't have to sit there and literally create from a sphere, you know, an angel, you know, something right. like that. So now I just literally just go by, by like the, the figure, how it's posed. Uh, I find armor somewhere else or something like it, you know, and then I yeah. just kind of tweak it how I like it. But I, at least I start at point, you know, V versus point A. Yeah, sure. <laughs> to try to get the Z. Yeah. So at least it really speeds up the process like crazy. So I'm able to kind of like spit out a lot quicker my references and stuff like that to the point where it's a little bit more custom. Now, it's kind of cool because now it's the point where now people are copying that, like mm. the actual designs, which is kind of fun. It's kind of like, it makes wow. me feel good that people would yeah. like that other, or that other, not so much the artists, more that other clients like it that much. That like when I post it on Pinterest or like the, or like Instagram, that other clients are like, I really like this design. I want to get tattooed. Yeah. Now, it does kind of suck that obviously they're not willing to fly down or in the case to get it done by the original person who did it. 
but at least they want it, which is so pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, it's flattering, I'm sure. It's flattering. It is. And the only time I ever get offended is whenever the artist claims it to be theirs. That's the part I get mad at. That's the part that's fucked. If, let's say, for example, somebody, you know, does it, it comes out way better than the one I tattooed, <laughs> but at least tagged me on the original design or at least said, hey, yes. or, original reference by Javi, I'd be totally happy. I saw this one piece the other day of uh, the anxiety piece I made, which like the girl with the, with the brain. Mm -hmm. It came out awesome. Oh, yeah. It was very different. It was like the way the guy did it, it was still obviously the same design, but he did like a lot of different pops of color. There was like blues in the background. It was generally a very different take on it. Mm -hmm. um, but he's from the Ukraine or Russia, I think it is. So when I tried talking to him about like, hey dude, I love the way it came out. It's fantastic. But can you please just at least give me credit for the reference? You know, at least give credit kind of where credit is due, so to speak. Yeah. But I think there's a language barrier, and he just didn't get yeah. it. And all he did was send me a screenshot of the design with a high five emoji. Uh -huh. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think you're on the same yeah. page as I am. <laughs> so I kind of left that as is. And whenever buddies of mine will tag me on it, I'm like, dude, just do me a favor. Just write on there saying, you know, reference by Javi, whatever the case yeah. is. Just so at least it's there, you know. So those people know where it came from. Right, the right. Came from. Now, I can't get mad at artists either, because at the end of the day, they're trying to, at the end of the day, they're trying to pay their bills. You know what I mean? So it's like me getting mad at an artist for copying work. It's like another artist getting mad at me for copying something online. You know, at the end of the day, I did put it online. That's kind of like the, oh. the, silent, the silent contract I signed by pressing post. Maybe, but I mean, don't you think there's got to be a line between some point in, in using someone else's work as a reference where it becomes more than a reference where it's just uh, like, a like, co a copy. like a yeah. copy with some, some variation to it? Yeah, it's, I've thought about it. The problem is there's no solution. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's like, it's one of those where I, I can't get mad because, you mean, I get it. You mean, like, if I find a dope reference online, fuck it. I don't have to really do anything. It's ready, ready to go. You know I mean, so it's like, if, if they feel the same way about it, you mean, then I guess so be it. But like I said, that's where at least the credit has to be given. You know I mean, so at least sure. there's some return. Cause like, it's kind of like a, like the full circle of life, so to speak, you know, the, the artist, you know, draws it out, sells prints or artwork of it. Somebody copies it or tattoos it. They make their money off the client. And if they tag, the circle goes back around to that person. They could probably sell more artwork. So it's one of those type of things where like, so long as this, the circle of life is respected, then it's a, okay. Sort of to some degree. Cause at the end of the day, it's it, the best way to do it is to at least ask permission. Because most of the time, if the guy is cool about it, like usually whenever anybody asks me for permission, I'm like, yeah, dude, you just tag me. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I used yeah. to I used to be like, oh, you just change it up, make it different. But uh, who cares? Like, really honestly, <laughs> like, I, I posted it online. What the fuck do I expect? And it sucks because it's like you cannot not post. You cannot not do that. So it's yeah. like you can't just avoid the internet altogether because then nobody knows you. Then, right. then, then you don't get work. You're like in a black hole. You're in a black hole. So it's like one of those things where you have to just kind of like eat it up and you just take it as it goes. I've seen artists, tattoo artists, post stuff on on wherever Instagram, Pinterest, this and that, and and people comment, "That's a great tattoo. That's an awesome tattoo. I want to get that." It's like, wow, right. what are you talking about? It's like, yeah, know, they want to get like the same one. I want to get this. Like, how can you? No, I see that all the time on my Instagram. I was, like, I'll get I'll get folks a straight up caught like comment tagging yeah. their friends saying, "I want that." Yeah, it's, it's like, but with this instead, I'm like, you just change one tiny element. I'm like, dude, but really, like, you want to just copy the exact same shit? I don't know, dude. I can't understand. I mean, obviously, some things uh, people can have the same, like like nautical stars or something. I mean, they look right, like they right. look right. I mean, it doesn't. That's not the kind of. That's not like a custom work kind of thing. But right. I mean, when you're talking about 
custom work. I just, and I listen, I, I'm, I'm like anyone else. I see work and I'm like, God, that's so awesome. I wish I had that. Or I mean, I'm sure right. everyone does that. But I mean, I would never go so far as to say, oh, hey, I want to, I want this exact thing that I just saw someone else do on someone else. It's right. Like, that's maybe a little too far. No, it's but, insane. It's insane. Yeah. I, I don't understand why people are like that. But I guess I guess it's the way I, I think what it is, is is that some of those folks are more it's more like a fad to them. You know what I mean? It's more like about being cool yes. than anything else. You know what I mean? And it's like you have those those folks where like it's about it's like a lifestyle where this is this is our, literally our life, you know what I mean, yeah. so to speak. And you have those that you just really don't give a shit. And it's just to them it's just like trying to get laid or some shit like that. You <laughs> know what I mean? There's a lot of people that just want to get anything. Just want to get something. That doesn't, right. doesn't matter what they get. They just want to have. Yeah, they don't care about the what, the meaning. They just want to have. Yeah, just yeah. So, something. I just want to get. Like I feel like that happens at the end, though. Back. Like, I feel like I feel like that happens at the end. You know, like once you're like already so covered that you have like little tiny random spots. Oh yeah. It's like fuck it. Who gives a shit? You just fill it up. You right, know what I mean? Right. But like when that happens in the beginning, it's like that's wrong. <laughs> like it's just played out wrong. Yeah. I was in a shop. My girlfriend was getting some work done. And uh, we, were, we were sitting in the waiting area, and some kid comes in. He didn't have any, I mean, he was young. He didn't have any, any work done uh, that I could see, at least. Mm. And, and he's sitting there, and, and a receptionist comes up to me. She says, you know, uh, would you like to look at someone's portfolio, or if you like someone's work, or whatever? And he was just like, he had no idea. He had, like, no idea what he wanted to look at, what he wanted to get, what he wanted, right. anything. He just, like, wanted to, he's like, I'm here and I want to walk out of the shop with a with tattoo, something. but yeah. you know something that's gonna be on you forever. But I don't even know what it is. It's, right. I I can't understand that mentality. No, no. I remember. I, I it, it's that young and dumb. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's purely that because I remember I did that. I did that when I first before I started tattooing. I was one of those. Like right when I turned eighteen, I remember I went to. I went to a shop, and I was like with an ex girlfriend. We were like road tripping. We ended up going to like North Carolina. I think it was. And we were literally, we decided out of nowhere, like, yeah, let's get tattoos. And at first, I wanted to get the fucking barcode, which thank God I didn't because at the time, and I wanted to do it on the back of my neck. Oh, yeah. And at the time, I had hair. That shit, I would have loved a hitman. <laughs> like, fucking straight up hitman from the fucking game. If I would have had that now. And, but thankfully, I went to one shop and the guy was like, don't do it because those lines, when they're so tightly together, they will blow out over time. They will blur. It will look like complete donkey shit. Sure. Thank God he told me that because I decided not to. So we literally went back to the motel. I drew up some like stupid little tribal looking thing and went to like the closest shop from there. I didn't even go back to the same place. I literally went to somewhere <laughs> else. And the guy, I remember this guy said, I think that was like the last tattoo of the day for him. Mm-hmm. And I think I remember him saying, oh, fuck, really this? Fuck it, let's go. And he pulled out like a nine liner or some shit like that, like a nine round or something, and just went to town, dude, and just, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't know if it was my, because it was my second one or whatever the fuck case it was, but that shit fucking hurt. <laughs> like, that shit was fucking painful, man. And at the end, I was like, ow. <laughs> and the whole drive home, the sun was on that side. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this sucks. This is a horrible <laughs> idea. This is a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> So I think those kids, it's just, they're just kids. They're just dumbasses. Yeah. Just young. I understand exactly what you're saying, but I mean, and listen, I, my first tattoos I got at 18 are, are covered up as that, you know, as, as so many people do, they get their right. first things covered or lasered or whatever. But I mean, 
despite the fact that later I didn't want it, I still put a lot of thought into it. I mean, I didn't just go in and... No, nah, dude, I was the worst. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't put any thoughts into that at all. That's why I'm covering crap. <laughs> you know what I mean? That seems to be a theme among tattoo artists. Yeah, like we're covering so shit. Tattooists <laughs> are like, oh, God, I hate all my stuff. Or my work's so bad. Or this yeah. No, the smart ones, dude, are the ones that decided not to get tattooed when they were an apprentice. Yeah. And decided to wait until later. Like, it's funny, because I remember one time I saw a tattoo artist that didn't have any tattoos at all. And at the time, I was like, Why? Like, why not? Like, you do this for a living. Like, why not at least know what it's like? And, but then when he said his excuse, his reason, he was like, no, dude, like, I want to, I want to have dope work. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, because I'm covered in shit. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of, that's the kind of forethought that you don't see in the yeah, world that much. Exactly. I mean, that's usually what ends up happening is you're like, you become friends with somebody and you're like, ah, fuck it. And you start getting like fucking chewed up by everybody. Yeah. And yeah, you just end up with fucking crap. It's the worst <laughs> When you were saying no about, <clears throat> me, about tattoo artists with no tattoos, that's a, a, a very recent thing. It right? is weird, though. When I first started getting tattooed, tattooers, every tattooer was I mean, not, not covered like guys are now, because even back then, even for tattooers, like faces and, and heads and necks and hands was, was still not... Like risque. Yeah, yeah. it was... Not many people did it, but um, but they, I mean they would have they would have sleeves because back you know back in the in the in the nineties dating myself back in, <laughs> you know, back in the nineties having sleeves was like a big thing. I mean people right. didn't you know in in whatever nice society people didn't do that. You know that was yeah like, like you frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, you were like a badass if you had. So these people would see you be like, oh my god, that's crazy. How are you ever gonna get a job? How are you ever gonna blah blah what's you're gonna think when you're 60 years old, you know, it's the same old, the same old, same old shit. But right, um, but I mean, same tattooers had a lot of tattoos then. I mean, it was you would never see someone that didn't have right. a lot of work done. And now I feel like it's fairly common to see tattooers oh, yeah. with, with with little work or or no work or right, you know, just no. But it, but it's it's strange though because like I remember I remember one point. I was kind of like, like indifferent about it in the sense of like, oh, yeah, they don't have tattoos. Like, who gives a shit? Da, da, da. But you kind of have to have something. You know what I mean? Because you like, you gotta, you gotta know what it feels like. Because especially, yeah. especially if you're working on people for like hours and hours and hours on end, there's gotta be some sense of empathy, you know, or sympathy, yeah, okay, you know, or something that. like that. So, mm -hmm. so at least like, you know, you know when to call it quits type of thing. Right. You know I mean, like you have, like if the person doesn't have any tattoos at all that's doing it, you don't know how bad it can be. You know, right. like you, because I've seen it to the point where, like, you, it almost looks like you're kind of treating them like, ah, you pussy. You know, I mean, like, man, yeah. man, the fuck out, let's yeah. just fucking do it. And it's like, but dude, you don't know what it's like. Right. <laughs> it's like you can't ever tell somebody to man up. Yeah, you don't even know what it fucking feels like. So it's like, fuck that shit. That's why I made sure to get all my tattoos in the most painful places, so that I can <laughs> say man the fuck out. <laughs> now, dude, I have an outline on my foot that has been an outline for the past nine years. <laughs> and it's fucking staying that way. <laughs> I literally told my buddy, I'm like, dude, if you do not finish this today, you're never seeing me again. <laughs> and I, I swore to him and I'm staying, I'm sticking true to it. I goes, fuck that wow. shit. Oh yeah. my God, dude, it feels like they're tattooing your soul. Like on the top of your foot you have it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's gotta hurt. Oh no, it's brutal. It's brutal. And like, and apparently everybody who's ever tattooed me 
has been the most heavy-handed motherfucker on the planet. Because <laughs> I've gotten tattooed by one person that was light-handed, which was my mentor. And when he was doing my back, I was like, this isn't bad. This is, this is, this is very doable. Everyone else, completely different. Yeah. Everyone else is like fucking getting tattooed with a jackhammer. You know what I mean? It's that, brutal. That can really make a Oh, it'll make or break you. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten work done. Same thing by guys that, that, have, a, that have a light touch, and you're like, oh, you know, it hurts, but it's not. It's doable. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, some guys that just have that heavy, heavy hand. Yeah. Like, oh, God. No, what I got to work on is uh, my, my wiping. Because I'm one of those, like, sandpaper wipers. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. I just go, and just wipe <laughs> down across everything we just did. It's probably the reason why most of my tattoos stay nice and red the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> just passing sandpaper the entire time. <laughs> I feel like there's um, some amount of correlation between people that are fast and people that, that are heavy-handed. I feel like the two things... It depends. Oh, not, I, well, not always, but Right, not always, yeah. Because I got in tattoo, which, which is the worst. To get tattooed by somebody who's really, really slow yeah. and really, really heavy-handed. Yeah. That is torture. You know what I mean? Like, like my whole thing is, like, okay, if you're going to be heavy-handed as fuck, be really fast. Yeah. <laughs> get through this shit now. But I've gotten tattooed by somebody who was like, oh my, like, I can't even describe how slow it was. And just at, with the added weight. Like to it all, and it's like it's just death. Like it yeah. is brutal, dude. Like there, there is sometimes where like, I forget about empathy, but then there are times where I think about how bad my tattoos were, and then I remember <laughs> like what empathy is like. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a horrible experience, no matter what. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a stupid idea. Yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. No matter what it is, it's stupid. <laughs> it seems like the people, the people who know how agonizing is the best, are the ones that sit down for it the most often. Right. It's, it's crazy. Just, the hell are we thinking? No, did I remember when I used to tattoo out of the house? Because I used to tattoo out of my dad's apartment. And my dad hated it because, like, I would run super late and my dad's there trying to sleep and all years. And this is back in the day before any rotaries came out. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, yeah in my yeah. fucking dad's apartment. And I remember one time my dad came in and he looked at my client. And he was like, he was like, you know what? You're fucking stupid. <laughs> You're paying my son. To hurt you. <laughs> it should be the other way around. My son should be paying you. Yeah. And I looked at my dad. I'm like, dad, shut up. Don't give me any, don't give him any ideas. <laughs> you mean like, tell him that shit later after you pay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's ridiculous. The whole, the whole concept of getting tattooed is pure insanity. Who the hell came up with that dumb idea? It's nuts. It's nuts. It's awesome. It's amazing. It awesome. But it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like, I think it's one of those other things where like, because whenever I get tattooed, it's kind of like, before getting to, especially if it's been a long time, it's kind of one of those things where like sometimes you get so lost in your own head that you forget you're about your physical body. You know what I mean? Sometimes like you're so like in here, you forget about what's on the outside. And then you get tattooed and then you get reminded like, holy shit, I'm in this presence. I'm in this matter of reality. This shit hurts. <laughs> <laughs> this is what feelings are like. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what tattooing is really honestly is most used for. Is to kind of like get that sense of aliveness. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> kind of bring you back to uh, bring you back to humility. Right, right. Yeah, I mean when I, like I said, I, I had a big long pause in between tattooings for like many years, and and I remember when I f sat down, I was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad, and I, you know, this won't be that bad. I'm getting it on the outside of my forearm. It won't be that bad, and it sucked. Though. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but it was right. 
bad enough that I was like, God, I don't remember it being so shitty, man. I don't remember it being <laughs> so painful. But, no, dude, I, I've had shit luck, man, because my pain tolerance is like real shit. Like it always has been. Yeah. And I, I, I just have no luck whatsoever because like either I tap out within an hour. You know what I mean? Just because like yeah. the pain is just too bad. Or I get to the point where, holy shit, this actually isn't that bad. I get totally sick for four or five hours. And then my buddy uh, taps out because he gets tired. Mm. And I'm like, fuck, man, the day where I can actually sit and get shit done, <laughs> you quit on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, usually I'm the quitter anyway, so. <laughs> Not that there's any reason for, for me to think this, but I, I kind of always would think that for some reason that tattooers are the ones that don't ever tap out but i guess no I, I we're guess, the worst I guess, I, guess I guess i'm totally wrong dude out of the 13 or so years of me tattooing i've never met a client as bad as i am oh. <laughs> i am a burden to tattoo like wow. that, i think that's why i haven't gotten a tattoo in so long because I, I think i'm now on like a like a six or seven hiatus like mm -hmm. seven year hiatus and i think the reason why i haven't wanted to get tattooed is because I don't want to give that burden to someone. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm one of those where, like, if it hurts too bad, I'll stand up. Like, I'll literally walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put my hand in the way. Like, oh. I'll, I am a disaster to tattoo. And thank God I have never met anybody as bad as me. Because <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to handle that. Do you have a lot of clients that tap out when you're... When you're uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'm pretty lenient to it. Because I, I get it. I mean, because... Because you're getting tattooed by a pussy, I, I, I understand. <laughs> it's really, I mean, no matter what your own personal tolerance is, I mean, I guess it's, it's really right. part of the... Yeah, it's kind of part of it, yeah. So it's like, like at the shows, I always encourage folks not to, because at the end of the day, I don't know when exactly I'll be back. Right. It's ideal to try to finish it day, like that day or whatever the case is. But back at home, it's super nonchalant. Like, it's one of those where, like, like I'll, I'll do a full sleeve, and we'll do, like, maybe, like, two hours here... Five hours there. No. Uh, sometimes we'll hit ten hours. I mean stuff mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, if we only hit two hours, ah, fuck it. You know, I'll, I'll see you next month. You know, I mean, it's like most of my bookings usually like if somebody books like a, like a full sleeve, let's say, because I'm booked that far out, I'll book like one session per month. You know, what I mean, and like if I think it's gonna take ten sessions to finish, we'll literally book an entire year's worth of appointments. Wow. So it's only that first one we gotta wait for. So basically, it's one of those things where like if you tap out, fuck it, I'll see you next month. And there's times where I get sick, they get sick. It is what it yeah, is. I guess life happens. Life right? happens. Yeah. It's funny when you just said that about uh, booking a whole year of sessions. When you were saying uh, before that you were booked mm -hmm. a year out, I was I was kind of thinking to myself, I was like, I mean, not uh, anything uh, bad about you or that's your fault. I was like thinking like, boy, it really sucks when artists are booked so far because it's just, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to get something by them, it's no, just it's, like... No, it's a hard pill to swallow. It's, yeah, it's, it yeah. sucks. But on the other hand... I could really see a lot of appeal to saying, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna make every we're gonna make ten months worth of appointments and right. appointments for you." Like that's great. Well, yeah, because you should. Cause, like for example, I have clients that um, that they know that they want to get a lot of work done. Yeah. So it's like they don't really wait because like the first time that we scheduled an appointment because they knew that they want to get a lot like you know two sleeves you know a full back whatever the yeah. case is. I had one buddy that we literally booked five years. Like consecutive, like once yeah, a month like, for five years. So I literally looked at my calendar. I was like, okay, cool. Arky, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste, copy and paste. Yeah. 40 appointments. Da, 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 da. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'll see you at the last Thursday of every month. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could honestly see a lot of appeal to that, to being yeah. able to set up. Yeah, it works. It works. Um, what's really weird is I'll have clients where, like, we have set up like that, like, so many years, like, you know, tattooing. Mm -hmm. 
and it's so weird when it stops or like when it ends. Because yeah. you know, I mean, at some point you're done. Like yeah. you, you've gotten everything you wanted to get done for the time being. Uh, there was this couple that tattooed. They were awesome. They were they were my last Sunday appointment of the month, of the month, and I knew. I think out of the three or so years of tattooing them, that we've only had to cancel only like two or three times because uh-huh. like whatever happened with me or with them, something like that. And but they were like consecutive every single month. I knew that when their appointment came, it was like I did like two sleeves on him, fixed up his whole chest, and a sleeve on his wife. So it's like I knew that when their their appointment came up, that that was it. The, the month's over. I know that right yeah. after them, I gotta go pay rent. <laughs> I gotta go pay this bill, that bill, this bill. So they were my, they were like my, my, um, that point in my calendar where I knew the month was over. Now, how weird was it when like we finally finished both sleeves, we finished fixing up the chest, we finished her sleeve, and they were done, and it stopped. It took me almost six months to get back into the rhythm of things because I was so used to them being my okay. The first is up. You gotta pay rent, you gotta do this, you gotta go, like literally Monday, you have early in the morning, go do this. It was so weird, and, and my bills got actually backed up because I would forget. Because you were based on I'm, them. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I based it completely on them. The, the, like, I didn't even look at the calendar at that point. To me, the end of the month was them. <laughs> it was weird, it took a long time to get used to that. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I, I can say from my side of it, it's, I mean, it's weird for me too. I mean, I've had, uh, multiple, you know, sessions for for long periods of time, guys, mm-hmm. and, and you feel like you're building some kind of relationship, even if it's even if it's just a, a working relationship, whatever. right? But I mean, and then it's just you know, you guys, you you, you know, when you're working, obviously you're talking and 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 this and that, and then all of a sudden you don't you don't see them anymore, or the month after, or yeah. the month after. Just, no, there are some clients too that I, I completely fall in love with, and I'm like, dude, please come by. Uh, like you swing by like one day you say hi <laughs> like I'm gonna miss you I can never see you anywhere else because I'm always stuck here <laughs> but at least pass yeah. by and say hi one day <laughs> I have this one client uh, Thomas uh, I love him he is a sweetheart like this kid has a heart of gold every time I talk to him it is an absolute pleasure whenever I tattoo him and basically both of his sleeves are done same deal we're technically finished and I'm not necessarily cheap. So it's like, it's yeah. one of those where it's like, I can't see you all the time. <laughs> it's a kind of like falling in love with your therapist. It's just going to, it's going to get yeah. expensive. <laughs> so, you know, obviously we stopped the whole thing. I, and he's a bit far. He's like about an hour, hour away from the shop. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, whenever you're nearby, just drop in. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't call, do nothing. Just come it's, in. <laughs> so strange. I guess to kind of build that relationship. And then yeah. It's, it's which, like God. I said, I, I understand because, I mean, like we, like we started now, it's, it is expensive to kind of continue on oh, and stuff sure. like that. Um, but it is cool, though, at the same time. I mean, it's really, I, I think partly that's my favorite part of the industry is mm-hmm. like, because, you I mean, you meet artists and stuff like that. And, but a lot of artists have like that rock star mentality. That's kind of fucking annoying. So it's like, I don't want to just talk about, you know, you and this and that, you know, like, do you play PUBG? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Do you play Halo? <laughs> do you do anything else yeah, other than yeah. fill up your own head? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like one of those side of things. And it's just really cool. Like the clients that you meet that you can actually end up finding connections with, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, yeah. I think, I think by far that's my favorite part. Like for sure. And uh, you get to stab people for a living. So that's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, you know, between social media and, and, and all the TV shows and this and that, I mean, you think there's a lot of 
had tours and think of themselves as rock stars. Yeah. 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 And it's funny because I don't even think it's a TV show. I think it's for sure the Instagram, which is wild because all it is is a fucking app on your phone. Yeah. I mean, we're basically, we're basically an imaginary number because that number don't mean squat. When you see a, a tattooer's work on Instagram, it's not just their work. I mean, you're seeing their work, but their, their photography skill. Right. right? So, I mean, you might see someone that's an awesome tattooer that's a shitty photographer and it just doesn't look that good or right. and stuff like, you know, and obviously we know that no, there's, dude, I've there's seen people so many that use that. tons of filters and Photoshop right. and stuff and you see pieces, you're like, oh my God, this is yeah, unworldly. Yeah. Like it's just unbelievable. Yeah, like white's not that white, black is not that black. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it gets tricky because it's like, and I've seen a lot of artists like that where like, I, and, I, and I met a lot of artists where I'm like, dude, it's okay to like buy a good camera you know, it's yeah, okay yeah. to do this. It's okay to do that. You just don't go overboard. Don't make it fake. Don't make it not real. Don't make it what it's not. Any type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's sad because you do find a lot of artists that you, they were, they're so stuck and they're so like hard headed that they refuse to do any sort of like personal favor in the sense of like really showing their work because they feel like they'll be like kind of like uh, stepping backwards uh, as far as like their integrity is concerned. And I feel like they're kind of also then making a mistake. You know, because it's like at the end of the day, you should show your work as well as you can while still staying in the parameters of it being the real tattoo. There are some guys, obviously, you see online that, like, you know, I mean, you can tell that shit's fucking Photoshop. You can tell that shit's fucking fake as hell. The whites are way too white. The blacks are way too black. Like, that shit's not real. You I mean, like, straight up. Um, the crazy part is, though, just the fact that, like, just how social media gets in everybody's heads. You know what I mean? I, I'll, get, I'll, I'll give you a, and not, not just the tattoo artist, but also the client. Uh, that's where it's really scary because if the tattoo artist gets his head filled up, it's kind of like, fuck it. Like it, it, it's his own personal ego. But when you see it on the client side, that's where it's really sad because I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Yeah. I remember one time at the shop, dude, I was, uh, my other artist I had there was working on these clients and I was just kind of like eating shit, like getting ready to go smoke a cigarette, the whole thing. And I overheard the two guys talking to one another, uh, like the two friends are going to get tattooed. And all I heard was, yeah, no, that artist is dope, but look at this artist. He has 80,000 followers. Not look how awesome his work is. No, look at this number he has on this social media app. You know what I mean? And somehow that gives me better value than this other guy. Now, the funny part was, is that I know the two artists that were looking at, the one with the lesser amount was the better one. But because that one had a higher number, they were like, ooh. It's sad. When you see it get to that level, it is depressing. It, it's it, it kind of like it hits you right in the heart. And you're like, oh, this industry's going to shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think Instagram is so uh, pervasive in, in tattooing. Ah, dude, it's bad. Your Instagram. It, it's a double-edged sword. Is not, it's, it's not a, a really reflection of how good a tattooer you are. Right, or how right. good a, an artist you are in general or whatever. I mean, it's. right. No, it's the same. And, then, and it's crazy because then you see it from every direction. Because you see it from like, the, and then you see like the share pages. That the share pages talk as though like they're the most important thing ever. Which don't get me wrong. They play yeah, their part. What do you mean share pages? Uh, like those share, the share pages, like the ones that like repost other people's work. Oh, that have yeah, like, yep. That have like a million followers or like mm -hmm. cases. You'll talk to them and they sound as though the only reason why you're here is because of me. Technically speaking, it's the other way around because the other, the artist is the one that did the work that you're reposting that you got famous off of. So it's like this weird, it's like, 
It's like watching a bunch of lions and, hy- and hyenas and wild dogs and the Serengeti <laughs> fighting for the gazelle, but the role is backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the wild dogs own the shit, and the lions are like fucking like begging for scraps, and the hyenas are kind of like in between, and the gazelle thinks it's the predator. It's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's an ass backwards world yeah. is what we live in, especially with social media. Yes. It's, it's the worst. And the funny part is when social media does take a shit, because it does every now and again, everybody loses their fucking minds. How do you mean, like... Everybody loses their minds. It's like, whenever, like, social, like, Instagram goes down. Oh, yeah. Dude, oh, like, remember yeah, that one yeah. that, pa- that happened a little while ago? Everybody <laughs> was freaking the fuck out. I was getting text messages from my fucking tattoo artist, but he's like, dude, what's going on? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, dude, but it's crazy how it gets in their heads, So because, like, you'll have artists that'll be like, fuck, nobody likes my tattoo, and then be like, oh, but Instagram is down, and this and that, and it's like, dude, who cares? Like, who gives a shit? You just fucking post it. Who cares? Like... Your insights were bad. Whoop the fucking do. You know, like, I'm pretty sure the, the, the three or four clients that are willing to fucking fly down and pay you however much you charge that want to get tattooed by you are going to be looking at that and saying, damn, that's awesome. You know, and that, but everybody gets so fixated on the overall number. And it's like, dude, Absolutely. that shit doesn't fucking matter. That shit don't mean shit. The only time it ever means something is if you're selling merchandise. Because that's where that shit comes in. Because <laughs> if you're selling like little shirts and hats and shit like that. Yeah, having a high number does help. Of course. You, know, you get more buyers. <laughs> I, I hate to admit this on, uh, on tape, but I'll do it anyway. Mm. <laughs> one of the qualifications of when, when I first started planning on doing this podcast and planning who was I going mm. to reach out to to try to, um, to, try to interview, and I, I figured, you know, the first main qualification is this has to be someone I think is a good tattooer. I'm not going right. to have someone that I think is shitty on. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they have a billion Instagram followers. But, I mean, the second qualification is they have to have a decent amount of Instagram well, followers. And not because, not because I think that that in any way represents how good an artist they are. But right. I, I want no, to interview but people that hand, people want to hear about. Like, right, right. Because right, at the end of the day, one hand does wash the other. Yeah. So it's like that's where it's a catch-22. That's where like it. That's why I hate it because yeah. it's like it's that necessary evil. I mean, you have to have it. You cannot not go yeah. without it. It's insanity. So it's like, like for like uh, sponsorships, for example. It's like you know, so the one thing sponsorships look for is your social media presence, uh, you know, so to speak. Because obviously, at the end of the day, there's no point of giving you free shit if you're not going to be talking about it. It makes yeah. sense. So it's kind of essentially the same thing. It's like it's almost when it's done respectfully. It's one hand and washes the other. Sure. It's one of those type of things. But when people start to like get their ego blown up and like that type of thing, that's where that shit just spirals out of control. I can see how it would be easy as as your numbers go up on Instagram to think like to to have it blow your ego up too. Right. But I mean, I without naming names, I've seen plenty of, of tattooers on Instagram that have big numbers of followers, like you know, hundreds of thousands and millions that are either not good tattooers or mm-hmm. they barely even post pictures of tattoos. It's all they're posting pictures about is themselves. Right. And I'm like, who's looking or, at Or a half-naked chick yeah. with barely a tattoo. Or, or <laughs> half-naked themselves. With right. <laughs> and if you're going to follow a male or a female because you think they're a hot person, you know, as, right. as like, you know, like, you know, as you're following a sexy person, sure. But I mean, you know, don't follow them as a tattooer if they're posting out of every, you know, hundred pictures, there's two tattoo pictures and they're not even good pictures. Like, right. But the, and the, but and there's a lot of them on on, right. on Instagram. So it's no, of, it's because I think what it is, everybody's trying to beat out the algorithm now. 
You know what I mean? Because now it's that whole algorithm, algorithmic thing yeah. where it's like basically, where essentially it's turned into a popularity contest. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. It's, it's just like being in high school again, you know, basically. And I miss the days where it was just chronological. You know what I mean? You knew when your clients were on, you know, just like based off the times when they get off of work. And you knew that, okay, this was a good time to post, you know, so to speak. Yeah. That's it. You know what I mean? You don't have, have to worry about it again. But now it's like you have to make sure you're like you're, you're, uh, you're doing calls to action so that people comment, so that the algorithm. Uh, so this is where the algorithm gets wild. So if you want like high engage, like because basically what what Instagram uh, views as a good post to kind of push up to the top of the newsfeed, mm-hmm. it's uh, high engagement. So basically, if you write something in your caption that's kind of like a like a call to action, uh, oh. that makes everybody kind of like comment on there, be like, oh me 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 me, and then they kind of like jump on, and then that starts to slowly boost up your post. You know, so like, for example, like if whenever I'm selling, like trying to sell a print or something like that, I'll make sure to toss in there like a call to action or something like that, where somebody would want to start a conversation. And then I'll make sure to kind of just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Not only because of the algorithm, but because I do like to go back and forth with everybody. I do like kind of like chit-chatting. So kind of like, like if you're posting your vacation pictures, instead of just saying, hey, this is a picture of me uh, at the Wildwood Boardwalk. You say, hey, this is me at the Wildwood Boardwalk. Where, where'd you go on vacation? Right, like exactly, that. exactly. So basically anything that will cause a reaction. So like, you have to kind of like think about that in that sense. So when it comes to that, like... That makes so much sense now that you say it. Cause I, right, because you see it now. I can't tell you how many people... Like girls will be like, oh, what do you think? Yeah. You know, like, what do you think about this dress? Or what do you think about right. this? Yeah. And it, it causes folks to be like, ooh, I like it. I don't like it. This and that. But you, whether it's positive or negative, it's still positive. But it's, yeah, it's just Towards some the kind engage, of... the engagement. Because Instagram right. just sees a lot of people there commenting. I'll give you a, a perfect example. Whenever, I, whenever I'm about to post, like, the actual product shots of a print, and I'll post, like, the artwork, I'll write in the caption, like, right above, like, right in the very top, saying, if you want this print and you want me to notify you, write in the comments saying, I want this print. Reason why I, I, I put I want this print is because those four words, if it's more than four words, Instagram considers it a rich comment. And then it kinda it's almost like a comment that has more value than it just than just a laugh out loud or an emoji. So because it has more than four words, it's gonna be like, oh okay, this is a post that it, people might like. Let's go show it to the rest of their followers. It's insanity. It's like I've I've tried watching and learning a lot of it just to try to like figure the whole thing out. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is our business. I mean, this is how we make our money, so to speak, because it is indirectly part of it all. And but, dude, it's it's literally turned into a fucking part time job. You know I mean, to try to figure out like that, those nuances and stuff like that, sure. it's insanity. I didn't know any of this stuff. Now we're gonna have, now we're gonna have to figure this all out. Too. Yeah. No, it's crazy, it, and it's nuts how things <laughs> work. Thing to learn. Um, like even with like my tattoo posts, like there'll be sometimes where like like I'll do a tattoo and it's like I feel like it's super technical, like. Because there's times where like, I'll tattoo for clients and there's times where I tattoo for other tattoo artists to look at. Like where it's like the technicality of it. Kind of mm-hmm. like, ooh, like I did this. This is how I did it. Da, 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 like that, that type of thing. Right. And whenever I post those, I'm like super proud of it, super happy with it, and it doesn't do anything in the engagement. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then I'll post something that I like it, but I'm kind of like not like, it's kind of like whatever. Like it's kind of like one of those. Like I, like my 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 whatever one that blew that totally fucking blew my mind. Right. Was right. Uh, the animal tattoo uh, from the from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah yeah I remember. I was, I, I was never a big Muppets guy. Like yeah. during the time where everybody was watching Muppets, I was watching Discovery Channel, watching Lions Rip and Park Gazelles. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I didn't care for the fluff shit. You know I wanted yeah. to see more hardcore crap. 
And but I did because it, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was fun to do all the textures and the colors and all the thing. Right. And I was overall happy with it. And I was like, ah, fuck it, we'll post it. And dude, it exploded. And I was like, what? There's this many fucking people that are into the Muppets? It, was, it blew my mind. It was insane. It was really, really fun to do. Yeah. That show was a blast. I see a lot of tattooers post that, oh, this was really fun to do. This is, but I mean, can a real one really be more fun? I mean, is it just that you enjoy it more because you enjoy okay, so the, the subject or the way it turned out or something? There could like be that? a lot of things. There could be a lot of things that were more enjoyable than, let's say, on a different client or something like that. Uh, sometimes the content. You know, sometimes, like, let's say, like, you're really into demons and monsters and this and that. And then you tattoo, like, a butterfly. And then you go from the demons and monsters, the ones you really love. And you're like, yeah, this was awesome. This was, like, so much fun to do. I had a blast creating it, the whole thing. Uh, that could be one, which would be the content. The other one would be uh, ease of tattooing. Because uh, sometimes some clients, like, if they got a lot of sun over the years, you know, stuff like that, their skin is kind of like leather. Mm. And it is a nightmare to work on. Oh, okay. So the, the ease of tattooing. Right. Not the ease of... of like the design of or the, the of piece the tattoo itself right. but at the ease of work of the right. skin you're working for on. the most part like when you're creating something you mean if let's let's say like a pencil to paper it's really the design that's the hard part you know the going to pencil to paper it's always the same paper it's always the same pencil so that part never changes it's always whatever the design is with tattooing it's every part that changes and literally from point a to point z it's insane it could be from the from a slight little problem in your rca cable that's causing inconsistency voltage to your machine mm -hmm. and then causes problems to the to the to the needle to then the skin to then um let's say for you even even to the point where your outlet is fucked up and Ooh. it's not producing a, 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 a continuous flow that's also then trickling down to everything else and then sometimes it's all the way at the client's end of it where the client has had so much sun on their arm or, or body part, whatever it is, that their skin is leather and it just makes everything else slower. So there are some clients where like their skin is like butter. And it's like the same ease you would have with pencil to paper. It's the same thing with a needle to skin. And it's like just going to town. You know what I mean? Just having a blast. We yeah. have to cover, do a crazy amount of coverage. You know, the whole entire spiel. Uh, same thing goes with smokers versus non-smokers. I mean, uh, smokers, your skin really isn't that healthy. So it's like, you're, it is harder to tattoo. Like anywhere on them or just anywhere? Them? Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. It's, it, it do literally, it, everything is a variable. And every variable changes the overall outcome at the end. Yeah. It could be minor or it could be super drastic. Yeah. And it's insane. Dude. Like, so because I fuck around a lot, like trying to like learn new things and things like that and really fuck with things. I've learned the hard way in a lot of stuff. And I've learned that there's a lot of things that can really change everything. I mean, there's uh, shit. There's times where clients don't even know they're allergic to latex, or they know and then decide to tell you halfway through. <laughs> you know, so it's like that happens, yeah. um, which is fine. You know, it's just it's gonna be really red <laughs> you know, the yeah. whole time. Um, but there's sometimes where clients don't even know, and then like you have to kind of like figure these like small little things out as you're going. Like wow. it's it's like all these neurons are constantly firing. Do you keep like a set of vinyl gloves in the shop yeah. just in case? Yeah, I always have a, a box of uh, chlor, chlorpin, chlor, chlorpin, I think that's how I pronounce it, oh. gloves. Uh, it's like another oh, type so of latex, something uh, that's not another type of rubber. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah, you always got to have your backups for your backups. No, it's insanity, man. No, and there's times I sit there on fucking, like, Google and, like, <laughs> like what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like the Matrix where they can just plug you oh, in. Oh, dude, I wish. Pumping it in. Pumping dude, every, no, every time I learn something new on YouTube, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like I'm there watching something like, about ZBrush on, on YouTube, and, like, after a minute, I'm like, I look at my wife, I'm like, I know Kung Fu. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, w I wish it was like that. Oh, my God. How awesome would that That'd shit be? Great, be? Right? Oh, dude. 
no matter right what the skin, whether you're leathery or you have good skin. I mean, I obviously different body parts, right? I have different yeah yeah consistencies or textures or whatever. Also, yeah, like if uh, like if the area has a lot of stretch marks, um, mm. stretch marks have a tendency of getting swollen really fast. Oh, okay. so you have to kind of not rush, but kind of like know that you're on a timer, you know, type of thing. If you can't finish, it's fine. Just don't continue because mm-hmm. the skin there is a lot thinner. You can definitely kind of eat it up really mm. fast. Um, yeah, like the inner bicep gets pretty puffy sometimes. Uh, love handles get pretty puffy. Ribs are a bit of a pain in the ass because it's like the, there's no way to really stretch it completely when you're yeah. laying down. Like if you're if you're like this, like on a chair, yeah. But who the fuck's gonna hold this position? So it's like if you lay down like flat, you can't. You still have that bend. So it's like that's kind of a headache. Is, um, is, it, is there a, a textural issue also with the ribs where you're going like? If you're pulling a long line down the ribs, you're going like, like hard, soft, hard, soft, hard. Yeah, it depends. Like if the person's really bony, like let's yeah. say like really skinny, but like their bones really protrude. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of that. <laughs> it's a lot of like soft, hard, soft, hard, soft, yeah. hard. Like literally bunk going over each fucking rib. Uh, so if you're doing one big ass straight line, that's just going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have some folks that are a little bit chubby like us. We're uh, <laughs> a little easier. <laughs> it's one single pass. <laughs> that's, that's not me. I'm a lot chubbier. <laughs> There's no little about this. Um, any, well, you already said your future plans. You're going to switch into swing into a private shop. I can't wait. I'm so excited. That's no, I, I love that building process. Like when you're like building a new place. Like don't get me wrong, I hate it during. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's as it's starting to take shape, it's like, ah, this yeah, is looking well, good. <laughs> yeah. I hate it while it's happening, but it's nice when it's, yeah, yeah. When it's done. Oh, no, dude, it's the best feeling when everything's all brand spanking new. Oh, it's the fucking best. Um, no, and hopefully what I'm planning on doing is getting a lot more into, like, the 3D stuff. Because um, I started kind of messing around with uh, this one company called Tattoo Smart, uh, creating, like, um, kind of like references for tattoo artists to use. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice to be able to kind of, like, basically sit back a little more and just kind of, like, have something that kind of sells itself. I don't have to pack it, put it in a, in a box and yeah. ship it. It's one of the digital products, so it just sells on its own. Um, and I want to start getting more into that. Uh, and there's a certain type of thing called uh, photogrammetry. Photo what? Photogrammetry. Grammetry, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking tongue twister. Uh, it's, uh, it's where you take pictures of an object, like all the way around, like different angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And a computer program actually grabs all those pictures and creates a 3D model out of those photos. So what I want to do is basically start going, hitting up like thrift stores and knickknack places and stuff like that and buy like just antique shit and then literally just scan it all. You know what I mean? And cool. put it up on all these websites for like five bucks, you know? Uh, if it sells, yeah. it sells. If it doesn't, fuck it. You know, no big deal. So at least it's something, you know, like that where try to make like that residual income so I can be even more pickier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that would be with the, with the idea of using it as, as references for tattoos. Right, exactly too, yeah. Yeah, so basically, kind of like like for pretty much almost anything, anything really. You could That's use cool. It. So you have like a like a three D reference. That's pretty right. wild. That's right. Like the idea is to have the library. Like uh, that's kind of yeah. like because once you have a library of, of objects and things like that, dude, the process of creating stuff is like this. It's it's like seconds. Mm. You know I mean, it's insane. Like I've been playing around with it now for like two and a half years now, and I have a four terabyte hard drive, and it's almost full. Like so, I've downloaded a lot of shit. Yeah. <laughs> So I have a big fucking library. So it's like now it's the point where like I don't have to buy any more models. I pretty mm. much already have already something ready to go that yeah. all I have to do is just kind of change out its armor or change out its parts and then have something brand new. Yeah, I mean, in tattooing, there must be certain 
things that come up. Oh a yeah, lot, right? yeah, yeah. Like roses, let's say. Like roses are super roses, universal. Skulls roses, are universal. Lions, tigers, angels, yeah. skulls. I mean, exactly. All, all the, yeah, those are very basics. universal pieces. So it's like you yeah. can grab them and change them to anything. So like uh, the same skull that I use for that pack that I sell like to other artists and stuff. Mm-hmm. That same skull, dude, I've used in so many different pieces. Like sometimes it's like a minor thing. Yeah. And sometimes as the main piece. And it's literally the same one. It's the same exact thing. Same. I'm just taking different lighting. You know what I mean? Like cause I, I use another program to kind of create the different lights. Oh, so wow. it's like you end up creating like this real space, you know, which is kind of neat. So cool. it's it's fun. It's fun. There, there are some times where it's like it almost becomes more fun to design it than it is to actually tattoo it in a sense. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like you're in this space where it's just you. It's like you and me in the sense of like me and the computer. And it's like it's just the two of us. Well, cause that's and I'm going to break you in half and we're going to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it, like in that sense, the creation is mostly happening Right, right there. Before the tattoo, so right, exactly. The tattoo is almost like a, a like a the letdown like, down at the end. Well, it's it's like the final. Yeah. Because like to me, even like even if I really go out all out with the render and like the whole thing, I really get like a final like sketch or reference. To me, it's not a finished piece of art until it goes on skin. Yeah, you know I mean, okay. prior to that, it's just a th- that's just a picture. You know, it's just that's a picture that I made on the computer and this and that. Um, but when it's on skin, that's when it becomes more real. You know, like somebody gets to keep that. Pretty cool. Um, so I usually don't design unless it's for a tattoo. I mean, do you think that computers are the way, the future of tattooing in, in some way? I hope. I'd hope. Because it's like, it only makes sense. I mean, you know I mean, despite maybe the issues with Instagram and this well, and that, but I mean, right. to as far like to as far as getting references and, and right, like making, for your, like, and your own models with right. 3D so, printers so and that kind of stuff. If we, let's say, like, we reverse like 10 years. Ten mm-hmm. years ago, no one knew how to use Photoshop. Nobody wanted to know how to use Photoshop. Everybody used to have these light boxes, and then you just print one picture from Google, print another one from there, and then you just literally, on the <coughs> light box, just kind of like collage it the same exact way you do in Photoshop. Fast forward then ten years, and pretty much every single tattoo artist has an iPad Pro right. with the fucking Procreate program, and they're all either using that or Photoshop or Corel Painter or all, all these other programs that people are now using. So it's like, it's one of those other things where I feel like tattoo artists are always late to the party in the sense of technology is concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you'll have, like, for example, people were like uh, comic book artists, you know, uh, illustrators and stuff like that were already using Photoshop to, for their work 10 years ago. And then tattoo artists decided to at least like the last ones to the party, kind of yeah. like, you know, at the very end, 10 years later, and now it's starting to get into it. So I think 3D designing, because I've been seeing it a lot more now in like the, three, the comic book world, the illustration world, painting world, that whole thing. I've been seeing 3D modeling being used a lot. So I think it's one of those other things where it's only natural for then tattoo artists to start making, to making that fold over. It's just the problem is that most tattoo artists are very lazy in the <laughs> sense where it has to be almost spoon-fed. Oh. Like you have Procreate, for example. Um, I have artists that know the Procreate like the back of their hand, but refuse to know anything about Photoshop. And Photoshop, you can do so much more. You, it's like a whole, just like the fucking Aladdin song. It's a whole new world. Really <laughs> yeah. More than Procreate? Way more, way more. Oh. It has way more control. Because Procreate seems to be the program that everyone it's, uses. It's what's hot right now because it's easy. Oh. It, it has very little buttons and stuff like that. So that's what I'm saying by yeah. most of the time, tattoo artists are lazy. Because everything kind of almost has to be spoon-fed. Now, the problem is, is that a lot of 3D programs, I mean, they're sure you can't create a lot of really cool references. They're very hard. They're not easy programs. I mean, like ZBrush, for example, is not easy. Like literally in Photoshop, you have your toolbar on your left, your menu on your right, and that's it. Those buttons don't have other buttons. I mean, right. Whatever button that is, that's what that button does, nothing else. And your middle menu on top. 
In ZBrush, every button has a submenu in that, and some of those submenus have even more submenus. Yeah. It is daunting. Like, I remember, like, there's a reason why my ZBrush was in my computer for two years without touching it. I mean, I literally opened it, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it closed it right away. So it's scary. It's super duper yeah, scary. Yeah. But I think it's one of those type of things where, like, as tattoo artists start to get annoyed, like how I got annoyed, mm -hmm. it will start to change. And artists will start realizing, like, okay, like, this is an easier way to do shit. Right. You know, you don't have, especially when you start realizing how fast it is. Because once you get the hang of it, it's quick. It's yeah. before getting the hang of it, there's a slow process. It's a learning curve. It's a is. learning curve. Yeah. And it's a big learning curve. <laughs> because it's like, think about it, you're not, and there's no incentive. The only incentive is, is that your work might get better. You mean type of thing. Right. And that's a might. That's not even like a for sure thing. So it's like, and there's no incentive at all as far as getting paid. Because it's not really like you can charge more per se, because in technically speaking, you just find the same reference online. And the, the client will probably tell you the same thing. So the incentive really is only personal improvement. That's it. And if there's not a dollar bill attached to that, folks don't. Yeah, unless you get, like in my, like in my case, where I just got really fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need it. <laughs> like, I need yeah, it at this yeah. point. I see that too in, in my field in construction and electric work. Guys mm -hmm. want to do stuff the same way they've been doing it for... Right, you can't. For 50 years. I'm like, hey, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, it's not the same as it was 50 years ago. It's not the same Dude, as it was 10 years my, ago. My girl's, mom, my girl's mom was, uh, is in real estate, and she's one of those old-school real estate agents where, like, everything's by paper, everything's, like, you yeah. know, the old-fashioned way. And it's like, dude, it's not that anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get left behind when, you, when that right. happens. Right, exactly. And that's what you got to try to avoid. Is That's the real kicker, is trying to avoid being left in dust. Yeah. Trials and tribulations. No, it, it's crazy, too, because you'd imagine it'd be, like, one of those kind of jobs where, like, you know, like, once you get to a certain level, that's it. Like you're good. You just, you just rinse and repeat. Yeah, you know, at that point. But you can't. You have to be constantly in a state of learning. You have to be constantly in a state of improvement. Because if yeah. you're not, you're going backwards. And then if you, the moment you start going backwards, somebody else is right next to you, going shoo right forward. <laughs> That's so interesting. I think to me because I, I I think a lot of people don't think of the, the other stuff you guys have to do besides right. the art itself. Besides, yeah, he's gonna draw a picture and he's gonna tattoo it on me, and that's. That's right. it, but obviously there's oh there's a lot there's more much, goes into much it, more to it than no a lot of my artist buddies think I'm crazy, like they they literally ask me it's like dude why, like why do you do it and I'm like because I want to, yeah. like to be honest I have fun doing it I mean like it it is super entertaining to be there, and even though sure I'm gonna tattoo it in a 2D space, it is really cool to like grab this object and start carving it and like making shit out of it and then yeah. like realizing that this shadow happens here because of how this is shaped. So it's kind of neat to know those things. Um, but really, it's just all personal. Completely personal. Like that, I've had clients where they're like, I want this. And I'm like, can I make it mine? Like, can I change it? <laughs> and like, even though it's dope, it's a, it's a fantastic reference. But I, I want to remake it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had clients where they're like, dude, go for it. And it ends up being a blast. You know, I end up having a lot of fun in the process. Uh, and the cool part is, is that once you do that, like I was saying about the whole library thing, you now have something else. So it's like you can kind of reuse, in a sense. Yeah. It's, it's neat, man. Well, I think that's a good, uh, a good point. Yeah. So, any, any final thoughts? Any shout-outs? Any uh, this, that, the other thing? No, I think we're good. Being booked out a year, what's the best, what's the best way to get an appointment with you? Just be real patient? Right. <laughs> uh, no, actually, easiest way is, uh, to be honest, man, uh, DMing works. Um, it's, it's there. There's no yeah. reason not to. I got, to be honest, I don't know why some artists like don't DM me. I'm like, 
Don't get me wrong. There's sometimes where I forget and actually, I, I think I actually think I know why. Um, this, this happened to me actually recently where I had some DMs in my, in my thing. I just haven't had a chance to really sit down and like really read through and have a response. And it actually got deleted. So like mm. if you don't respond right away and you don't accept the DM, like let's say like within, let's say like 20 days, Instagram will delete your DM. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that shit either. Like I literally started seeing my, the number of DMs in my, in my request box go down. Oh, I was damn. like, wait, I know I didn't check those. And I looked through, I'm like, oh my God, it's deleted. I have no idea who the fuck they were. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're lost forever. <laughs> you know? uh, so I guess the other easiest way would probably be like through the website because the website have like a whole form on there that explains like the pricing, how the wait time works, all that jazz. It's all there. It's super easy. I don't have an assistant. It's all me. So it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather keep your personal that way. You know what I mean? So to speak. Um, and I might get a little lazy sometimes when it comes to responding, but I will do eventually respond. <laughs> so wants to get you at a convention or something. How far ahead do you usually book them? I, I usually, the moment I start announcing, uh, that's usually kind of like when I try to start booking. Mm -hmm. uh, cause, because I like to draw it up all in advance, yeah. I like to make, make sure we have that time. Okay. Um, I've, I've had a lot of really, really cool folks come up at shows with really cool ideas. And even on days where I was available, and I just couldn't do it. Because in my head, I was like, dude, I can't draw that up right now. Yeah. Like, it's just impossible. Like, like, when it's a walk-up like that, it's like, I hope you have a portrait. Yeah. Because if it's not a portrait, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to want to draw it out. <laughs> That's Javier Antunes. Yeah. In a, in a nutshell. Yeah, for the I most guess, part. So to speak. <laughs> Thank you, man, for doing this. I'm, I'm super for excited sure. to get you. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Thank and you, uh, So that's it. So if you want to get work by Javier... Be patient and DM him and yeah, or visit the website. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, it's a it's a hobby tattooed theory dot com. Well, it's easy. I'll, Same I'll as be. the Instagram minus the underscore. All right, thanks a lot, man, and thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to like us and and follow under our skin on whatever podcasting platform or on YouTube or on everything, and everything is linkable from the. From the main website, which is underourskinpodcast.com. There's links to everything from there. So that's it. Thanks, everyone. Have a nice day. Bye, guys. Thanks, Javier. Take care.